You're listening to The Shepherd's Voice, featuring His Eminence, William Cardinal Goh, Archbishop of Singapore. My dear brothers and sisters in Christ, how is secularism affecting the world today? Secularism tells us that God is dead and there is no life beyond this world. And for this reason, those who have been deceived by secularism, they have nothing to look forward in life. They only live for this life. There is no purpose, there is no meaning, and that's the reason why the modern generation has fallen into despair. Because they do not know how to live their life meaningfully and purposefully. For many people in the world, life is simply to enjoy yourself, to free yourself from pain, from suffering. And that is what life is all about. And it's good for us to ask ourselves, how is it that the world has come to this situation? Simply because God is no longer felt in the secular world, and sometimes even in our churches. We have arrived at the stage, if you look at the history of religion, the history of Christianity, you look at Europe, particularly the West. Europe was once the heart of Christendom and supposed to be still. But we know that the faith in Europe is dying out. One just wonder, in those days when Europe was poor and the people were poor, Many of them, even though they were poor, they sacrificed all they had to build beautiful churches, basilicas, cathedrals. Their faith was strong and the faith was real. Many of them gave up everything for the love of God. And yet today, when we go to Europe, the churches are empty. Many of them have lost their faith, the faith of their forefathers. And this is really tragic to know that their forefathers have sacrificed so much for their faith. And today in Europe, many of the churches have been closed down and still closing down. And this came about because God is no longer felt. Europe, which has been secularized, God is not present. When we cannot feel God, then all the churches become empty. When churches are no longer 
the means by which we help people to encounter God, then God is no longer real. And this was actually made worse simply because in the 18th century, the institutions were corrupt, including bishop, priests, and religious. The people were suffering injustice, oppression, and they were told just to have faith in God. But the structures did not change. It was Karl Marx who came along to try to change the structure of injustice in society. And then came about the Industrial Revolution and of course, the Age of Enlightenment, when reason prevailed over faith. This is the situation of how faith has been lost because God was not felt. In their daily life, even in the church, in society, and in their own encounter. That is why today in the first reading, and I taught that King Solomon, he asked the question, will God really live with men on the earth? It's a very important question. And I was contemplating on this same question that King Solomon asked the Lord after he had built a beautiful temple can God really live with men on the earth? This is a question we need to ask ourselves today. Is God present in our midst? And King Solomon himself said, Why the heavens and their own heavens cannot contain you? How much less this house that I have built? King Solomon was aware in spite of the glory of the temple of Jerusalem that he built, he asked the question, does God really live in the temple? And so my dear brothers and sisters, when we celebrate the dedication of the cathedral of the Good Shepherd, of course this cathedral is not so majestic as you see in Europe. Even when I was in Thailand, their basilica, their cathedral is much more grand than ours. This is considered very simple, uh, very simple. But it costs us $55 million though, uh, just for the renovation. Don't talk about building it. Uh, so the, when I was in Bangkok, you know that the cathedral is really beautiful. It's really like basilica. And so the point is, even if we have a great temple, a great church, does it mean to say, therefore, that God is living in our midst? Perhaps those who have contributed to build that church, that build that basilica, then we can be certain that for those people who have helped to build that church, that cathedral, then God was alive in them. But for those of us who continue to use the cathedral, use the church, the question is, is God alive with us? And today in the second reading from St. Paul's letter to Corinthians, St. Paul's made it clear, don't you realize that you were God's temple 
and that the Spirit of God was living among you. To celebrate dedication of the cathedral is really to celebrate our own dedication to God. We are the living temple of God. No matter how beautiful the temple is, the church is, what is most important is what about the living church, the people of God? That is what we should be more focused. But actually, these two will come together. As I've said, if you look at Europe, those beautiful basilicas were built by common, ordinary people who loved God and gave everything to the church. So if the people are vibrant, if the people are full of faith, you can be sure the temple will be great. But if the people have lost the faith, the temple will deteriorate. Like St. Francis, the, the church that he found was in ruins. And God told St. Francis, Christ told St. Francis, restore my church. The rest of the church, St. Francis was asked to restore the interior church before we restore the external church. If the external church is in ruins, it's because the interior life of the people are in ruins. It's as simple as that. That's why many of the churches in Europe today are in ruins. Because who do we have? Some tourists who will go there to get it so beautiful, but there is no faith, there is no worship. That is why when we serve a dedication the cathedral, the Good Shepherd. We pray that we will not go that way. This cathedral, being the mother church, must be alive, must be rich in faith. The mother church of this archdiocese, therefore, must be the model of how a church is to function how we build ourselves up as a community of faith. And it's very important because the mother church is the symbol of the entire church, of all the churches in this archdiocese. Who comes to this church? Tourists, basically. And all of you who good people who support this cathedral. The first thing when the tourists come to Singapore, or non-Catholic wants to look for a church, they come in and they see what kind of community we have, what kind of worship we have, what kind of ambience we give to them. Are we a welcoming church? Are we an inclusive church? Are we a church with great hospitality? Are we a witnessing church? Are we a church that is anointed that is what people are looking for if you come to a church where there is no one you come to a church that you don't feel welcome then of course eventually the church will go down my dear brothers and sisters we need to be very conscious of this if we are not careful we will follow the way of the churches in Europe. We have really lost one beautiful church. 
our chapel opposite chimes, opposite my house. We lost it because why? We have no money. And now, chimes is a secular place. And people write to me to complain, how could you allow such things? Hello, we don't own the place, don't talk too much. If you want, you can buy back for us. We will review as a church. If you're not happy, buy back for us. Well, we will, I will send Father Jude there. Of course. And we be careful because the next church that goes that way will be St. Louis Church. We have just spent, I think, 25 million to renovate that church. But if we do not keep the faith alive, we might also lose St. Church. Because 10 years' time, the lease is up. My dear brothers and sisters, it's important therefore to ask ourselves, how then do we build the Church of Christ? Today the Gospel makes it clear, St. Paul makes it clear, there is no other foundation. This foundation must be laid in Jesus Christ. To build the Church is to build the people in faith, to help them to encounter Jesus like St. Peter. You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Unless our faith is founded in this utter conviction that Jesus is the living God, we will not surrender our lives to Him. We will not walk by the gospel. We will not trust in His divine providence. St. Peter, the apostles were willing to give their life for Jesus simply because they came to discover that He is the Christ the Son of the Living And this cannot be just an intellectual ascent. It must be a confession of the heart. If you believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the Living God, then we will never have any fear that God will be with us until the end of time. So it's important, therefore, as a cathedral, how can we help people to encounter God? There are many things we can do. Having a rich, beautiful liturgy that is basic, fundamental. The sacrament reconciliation for helping to people to encounter God's love and mercy. Beyond the liturgy, we have devotions, we have holy hour, we have perpetual adoration. All these things are means by which we help people to encounter God. And of course, other ways of helping people to grow in the knowledge of God through formation, through talks, through sessions, and all these things. There's so many things actually as a cathedral, I would like to see things happening. But you know, priests are limited resources. That is why we need people like you. We need more people to serve in the mother church. Because in order to really portray and to give a good, you can say, uh, image of what the church is, then the mother church must be alive. We need people to organize programs, our CIA, devotions, many young people in SMU. There are so many things we could do. There are visitors coming here. Who welcomes the visitors today? 
There are many tourists. The people, they want to come to church. Who is there to receive them? So we are missing all these golden opportunities to help people to encounter God. But of course, having all these, you can say, facilities, all these uh, activities requires manpower. That is why I'm very grateful to all of you for supporting the Mother Church. Because none of you is a parishioner here, so we speaking. None of you. Because you all belong to the parish. This is not the parish. You have come to offer your service, your love for the Mother Church. I know this is a weekday evening and the church is not too bad. It's uh, two-thirds full, I think. Yeah, still not too bad. Considering the fact it is not a parish. And I'm really grateful for the many things, the sacrifices that you have made. During the COVID, uh, for today, uh, yesterday, we don't know where, but three years ago, uh, on this day, I said the last mass and we closed all our churches. The choir, St. Gregory Choir, they've been doing online mass two years faithfully. When I was celebrating, Altar service. Now, Jivon became famous because he was only server serving me for all the uh, big masses. All the service, the community ministers, hospitality, all these people. And these people were the ones who came forward even during the COVID. And that is why, my dear brothers and sisters, we are truly grateful for all these people. Without you, the cathedral could not be what it is today. And I truly pray that there will be more, you can say, people to help us. But there is one thing I need to remind you. While it is good to serve the church, we also need to be formed. You know, people like most of you, all of you, good will people learn but not always well-formed in many things. So one of the commonest complaints about our hospitality members, I'm not criticizing you, but one of the commonest complaints for hospitality members, they are rude, they are unwelcoming. But then I don't expect you because uh, you are not trained in hospitality. You just, you want help, okay, I come, but you know there are certain things we need to do. All this requires formation, not just lecture, not just choir. Everything we do actually requires formation. If we don't provide formation, then of course, some of us will not be able to do what we are called to do. Especially those of you in hospitality. Uh, very difficult work because uh, the dealing with our play people, oh, very demanding. Uh, so you, they are rude. Actually, it's not we are rude, they are rude. Because they are rude, we become rude as well. So how do we, you know, try to be, you know, cool? And how do we respond? How do we handle difficult people? All oh, this requires formation. This doesn't just mean that somebody who is of goodwill can handle all these difficult situations. So today, as we celebrate the Feast Cathedral uh, the anniversary, 
the dedication of this church, we thank God. We thank God, of course, for our reverend fathers, uh, uh, Father Jude and uh, Father Brian, Father Samuel, and of course, uh, our Monsignor Francis Lau, the oldest member of this church, uh, still strong and still serving the Lord. And truly, it, together, we build the church. And so, my dear brothers and sisters, let us continue to praise God and to pray that He will continue to guide us as we continue to grow this community. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Shepherd's Voice, featuring His Eminence, William Cardinal Goh.